Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I am your host, Christopher Armistead, and we have a lot to go over today. A lot of great basketball coming up this weekend. Playoff crunch time for a lot of these teams, especially with series coming down, series coming down to the wire. But we're going to recap some of the series that have either closed already or series that are pretty much at a deciding factor to Game 7. So... Heading back to uh, yesterday, the 12th, uh, we had the Miami Heat playing against the Philadelphia 76ers, Philly trying to force a game six, and unfortunately, were unsuccessful. Miami wins 99 to 90, clinching the series four to two to move on to the to their second Eastern Conference Finals in three years. Looking forward to seeing how the Heat do. I think Philly is just having that curse of having a big lead, having a big lead in the series, but other teams who have that better chemistry to just move forward. Now, granted, when you look at the stat lines, especially with, you know, everything, James Harden had a bad shooting. He only took nine shots, went four of nine, 11 points. I don't think, I think he took only two shots in the second half. He didn't do anything. He had nine assists. He, I think he was looking more of the playmaker than what he wanted to be. Embiid had a double-double, 20 points, 12 rebounds. And Maxi had 20 points. And Tobias Harris had 14. But that wasn't enough. I mean, you had you had Jimmy Butler go off for 32 and 8 and 8 rebounds. P.J. Tucker, 12 and 9 re- 12 points, 9 rebounds. Adebayo, 10 and 8. And with Strauss, you had 20 and 11. They just out-rebounded them. When you look at the rebounds, it was 49 to 35. They were plus 14 on the rebounds. Miami was not going to lose that game. They were not trying to force it. They were not trying to go to seven games. They wanted to move on. So Miami will move on, take that first spot in the Eastern Conference Finals. They are waiting to see the end result of the Celtics versus the Bucks, and they do play tonight on Friday the 13th. Ooh. Uh, but we'll uh, catch up to that here in a second. Uh, continuing on with the last game that happened on Thursday night, we had the Philadelphia uh, Phoenix Suns trying to close out the series against the Dallas Mavericks. And I got to tell you, this Suns team is very disappointing right now. Dallas steamrolls, and I mean steamrolls their way to a 113-86 win over the Suns, forcing Game 7 back in Phoenix. Now, this is rough. This is really rough to look at. Um, Steals. It came down to steals. You look at... My goodness. Dallas had 16 steals versus the Suns three turnovers 22 to 6 it just turned into a turnover fest for the Suns Dallas was just pickpocketing them left and right you might as well have just taken their money it wouldn't have made sense it wouldn't have even mattered My, uh, so Dallas moves on I don't even need to go over the lines because that turnover and steal ratio is insane Dallas wins again. Dallas wins 113-86, forcing Game Seven, which will be played tomorrow night. Actually, I take that back. They will be playing on Sunday night. Uh, time is to be determined. They have not figured out a time yet for that game. 
But continuing with the games tonight, big games tonight, we have Game Six of the other half of the Eastern of the other half of the Eastern Conference semifinals between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee leads the series three games to two. Milwaukee is trying to close it out. It's been a really evenly fought series. It's been close. I mean, Game One, Bucks won 101-89. Game Two, Celtics won 109-86. Those games were blowouts, but then you look at the rest. The rest of the games were decided by 10 points or less. Bucks won game three, 103 101. Celtics win game four, 116 108. And then the Bucks win game five. Great defensive play by Drew Holiday and a clutch basket by Drew Holiday to win 110 107. Game six is going to be a good one. It's going to be a great game. And if defense plays a factor tonight, and I'm thinking if defense can pull away with it, it's going to go to Milwaukee. Tatum and Brown need to find the same page shooting-wise to just shoot the lights out of, I believe it's called the Pfizer form. Pfizer form. They need to shoot it out to force Game 7 to head back home to play to to have that chance but I think if Milwaukee if Giannis plays the way that he's been playing which should have been MVP form if Drew Holiday can keep playing defensive wise and his shooting is going well if the other guys filling in I do not see Milwaukee losing this game I really don't but Boston needs to have that same mentality they've been playing well this series too it's a dog it's a dog fight out there it could go either either team this has been a great playoff series when you look at the line and look at everything else, it's plus one, minus one. If I was really like trying to take the risk, I would go plus one in favor of Boston. I'd go plus 100, the money line. And then the over-under, 212 and a half is the over-under. That's close. I might take the over. If it's a good shooting night, I'm taking the over. But if I start seeing that Brown or Tatum could not hit, I would take the under. You gotta look at if they can hit. If they shoot, start shooting the lights out, then I have no doubt that Boston can win this game, force game seven. If they can't, it doesn't matter. Milwaukee's gonna run it over. That's my take. And then moving on towards the other game, uh, that game tonight uh, go, uh, is at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. So make sure to tune into that. Second, the uh, second game of the night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have. The Memphis Grizzlies facing the Golden State Warriors. I do not believe, and John Morant is still out. Killian Tilly is out. Santi Aldama is out for the Grizzlies, but it hasn't mattered. It did not matter in Game 5 when the Grizzlies won 134-95 to bring it back. But, like I said, you had two blowout games. Each team has taken a blowout game, but the other games have been decided by five points or less. Warriors won game one, 117-116. Grizzlies won game two, 106-101. Blowout in game three in favor of the Warriors. Game four, 101-98 in favor of the Warriors. And then Grizzlies won their blowout, 134-95. Now, 
with John Morant out, the Grizzlies are still playing great basketball. They are playing the exact way that they did in the regular season without him. They still had a great record. With without Morant, it didn't make a difference. This team was still good. Steven Adams closing out on the, at least closing the paint. Um, Golden State was just not having a good shooting night. And the steal turnover ratio for the Grizzlies was unstoppable. Like these guys are a defensive team. Now, could I see this go to seven games? Absolutely. If Golden State does not do it tonight, I, I don't have a doubt Memphis could move forward. But Golden State's not going to go down without a fight. Draymond's not. Steph's not. Clay's not. These guys are have championship DNA in them. They are ready to fight this battle. They are ready to move forward. It's a plus eight minus eight. I should. I think I told everyone to take the plus eight last time. I'm gonna tell you to do it again. Take the plus eight for the spread, the money line. Oh, it's close. I mean, if you really want to gamble, take the money line on Memphis, plus three hundred. If not, do the minus three eighty. I know it's a lot, but ain't no harm for a dollar. The over under. I take the over. Over under is two eighteen and a half. These guys are gonna shoot it out. I take the over. Two over two eighteen and a half. And then looking at the games for this weekend. One game, one game on sun, on uh, Saturday. No, I take that back. And moving on to the games on Sunday. Like I said, we don't know what's going to happen with Dallas at Phoenix. That game is to be determined time-wise. And then, if necessary, Sunday is Milwaukee-Boston. It's just going to come down to tonight. If Boston wins, you see the game seven. If not, then you move forward. So we're just going to have to see tonight's game whether or not Boston forces game seven. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, guys. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with Clemson University men's basketball star Brevin Galloway. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hoop Jack Podcast Series, guys. And today, for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest from Clemson University men's basketball program. We have Mr. Brevin Galloway. Brevin, it's great to have you on the show. It's an honor to be here, man. Can't wait to talk. So you had just transferred back home to Clemson University. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And back home, had to finish my last year back at home. Yeah, you had to. So, and... You you have always grown up and lived in the state of South Carolina and growing up specifically in Anderson, South Carolina. Is that correct? Yeah, I went to Anderson, South Carolina, and then I graduated high school from Seneca, which is like 10 minutes from Clemson University. So really, 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 really good to end it where I started it. So uh, talk to me about growing up in South Carolina and kind of the area you're from. Uh, how did What was it like growing up for you and when did you kind of decide to kind of get active in just sports in general, not specifically basketball, but just kind of the sports world. So, I mean, my, both of my parents played uh, basketball. Well, my dad played basketball in college. My mom played volleyball in college. So we, I came from an athletic family. Uh, my brother played football at Clemson as well. So my whole family has been athletic. So kind of just growing up, that's kind of what was instilled in us at a young age. We, you know, we were going to be around basketball, football, soccer, whatever it may be. Um, so, yeah, pretty much from the time I was four years old till now, you know, we were in the sports. Right. And I always like to hear kind of when people started to pick up sports, you know, some people started a young age like you did, or some people start later on middle school, high school. But I think it's also the fact that they 
it, it kind of grows with them, you know, it, it helped them along the way through kind of a lot of the difficult times and everything like that. No, definitely, definitely sports, like just playing a sport teaches you so many life lessons, man. It's crazy. Absolutely. And then, like you said, you played your high school ball at Seneca high school. What was the competition like playing for Seneca and then against kind of the division? What division was Seneca high school? Uh, Seneca at the time was a three, a in the state of South Carolina. The, uh, the competition was, yeah, it was below par. I would say, I really wasn't. It's not South Carolina is not really known as a competitive basketball state, so um, it, it lacks talent and it lacks competitiveness whenever it comes down to it. So, um, you know, it kind of was just we we kind of just just it was just easy. We were just more skilled than everybody, more athletic, more stronger. So it was just it was kind of easy for us to win. Were you able to kind of play schools outside of the division that you guys were in? Yeah, Christmas time we uh ventured to some tournaments. Um, for Thanksgiving we ventured to some tournaments. Um, just tried to get some competition because obviously we knew we wouldn't play anybody in the state that would be able to really compete with us, other than you know the team that we played in the uh, state championship. But other than that, like nobody else was really going to be able to stay in, stay with us. And then still trying to continue to play basketball at the competitive level throughout high school. Were you a part and probably middle school as well? Were you part of the AAU circuit in South Carolina? Any teams? Yeah, yeah, I played with Upper Stars. Um, I played with Heat Check uh, when I was 13 or 14. And then from 15 to 17 and under, I played with Upper Stars. And they're out of, they're located out of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, so that's who I spent the majority of my AAU time with. Were any of those EYBL or Adidas Gauntlet, anything like that? Did you ever get to participate with that? Nah, nah. I never, oh, Adidas Gauntlet, yeah. That, Upper Stars is Adidas. So we were in the Adidas Gauntlet every year. Okay. And what was that experience like for you to kind of be a part of that? That was good. You know, we got to go to Vegas, got to go to Texas. I never really went to those two spots before. Um, so to be able to go out there and play basketball and see the world and travel was amazing. And then kind of closing in on your senior year, you were going through the, the different college decisions. I saw uh, some of them was uh, Virginia Commonwealth and a couple of other schools that you were looking at, but you ultimately mm -hmm. decided to play at College of Charleston, um, was it was it kind of the I want to stay locally, I want to be at home kind of thing? Well, it really came down to my relationship with Coach Grant. Um, Coach Grant uh, grew up in Charleston, and he coached at Clemson. And I grew up going to Clemson camps whenever he was an assistant there. So as soon as he got the, as soon as he got the job at Charleston, I knew that's where I wanted to go because I had the best relationship with him, and I knew I could trust him. And that actually leads into my next question: How was the chemistry with uh playing for head coach Earl Grant because I saw nothing but great things from what he brought to the program throughout mm -hmm. the years that he was at Charleston and before that but what was the kind of player coach relationship that you had with him on and off the court yeah I really wouldn't even say it I mean it's a player coach but it was more like father son type obviously mm -hmm. that's like a second father figure to me I've known him since I was 12 years old he's seen me grow up and uh develop into the young man that I am today and I've seen him you know grow up from a a young head coach to a very, very nice winning head coach right now who's well-respected. So um, it's been wild to see us kind of grow and, you know, turn into the people that we are, but definitely, definitely have a great relationship with him. And that was the main reason why I wanted to play for him uh, in school. And then kind of, kind of looking at your time at Charleston, um, I did see, were you, were you injured at, at your time at Charleston? Yeah, I got injured. I had two season ending injuries. My freshman year, I tore my hamstring and then my senior year, I tore my ACL. Um, and I, and I did see kind of one of the, the kind of later on, but I did see one of the brands that you kind of, you, and I think it's, uh, your girlfriend, uh, came up with what it's called. It's okay. Mm-hmm. 
um, focusing primarily on mental health and, you know, and I, I think that brings a, 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 it's a real mindset because like you said, like you go through an injury like that, you're thinking you're, it's, it's like worst case scenario. Right. Definitely. I mean, especially, especially as an athlete, like your sport is like the people make it seem like your sport is all you have. So whenever it gets taken away from you, it's obviously can be it's difficult to deal with mentally. Right. And I, and I played, I played in college sport. I was tennis, but you know, I understand kind of coming from an injury. You don't want that. You kind of were trying like, how could this happen? You know, right. I had to, I should have been more careful and anything like that. And you're down, you're kind of down with that, but it's nice to see that you, you don't try to let it kind of get you down in that way. Cause you persevered through that. You right. worked hard to kind of make sure it was a hundred, that leg was a hundred percent better no matter what. No, definitely. Yeah. It was, it was difficult for sure, but you know, I didn't want to give up. I knew this is what I wanted at the end of the day. And for me to be at Clemson university and the finish my senior year off the right way and be finally a hundred percent healthy again, is, is a blessing. So I'm glad I didn't give up. And uh, before you made the transfer back home to Clemson, you played, you were played for a year at uh, Boston college Mm-hmm. And we actually had one of uh, a previous uh, interviewee come on the show, uh, James Carnick, I believe. Uh, yes, that's my Captain, guy right there. Captain Canada came on the show. He likes to go by that. Um, yep. What was it like playing on that Boston College team? That was obviously that was really really a great experience for me. You know, obviously I'm from the southeast, so to go up to Boston, it was a culture shock um, in terms of just the weather and everything like that. So I got to really experience stuff that I never had been through before. And then obviously playing in the ACC for the first time and being up in Boston with Coach Grant was an unreal experience. So I really enjoyed myself up there this past year. But I'm really, really happy to be back down south. And then uh, I think it was either while you were at um, Boston College or might have been your junior, senior year at uh, Charleston when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. Would you have been a junior or senior at Charleston? Uh, That was going into my senior year. Okay, so – I know when that hit, that had uh, it, it hit everybody, especially um, athletes as far as seniors mm-hmm. that just finished their last game, uh, people coming in, or even seniors in high school uh, waiting to come over and start mm-hmm. start from square one. How how did you handle that as far as far as a mental aspect? How were you able to kind of handle that time where nothing was happening? That was extremely difficult for me because I'm a person that thrives off of like a set schedule and the fact that I couldn't go into the gym and shoot and lift and do the things that I typically could do, it messed me up mentally. And I honestly got really lazy. Um, I gained like 20 pounds from it. Um, yeah. I mean, with co- when COVID hit, that's when I started to really, really feel myself decline in terms of my mental health and physical health. Right. And then when you were able to come back, how, how did it feel kind of being able to come back, but with limited to no fan base as far as, being a, when playing yeah that was that was not fun at all um playing with no fans is just not how sports are intended to be so to do it in that environment when it's kind of just dead and no energy was it was not fun for for me at least from a player's perspective uh just because i thrive off the crowd i thrive off that energy and i feel like that's what makes the whole atmosphere exciting to begin with and your decision to transfer to clemson it it stands a lot so you kind of when lebron James came home to head back to Cleveland. Was that, <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. That's funny. Was it that kind of feeling, me kind of coming back to Clemson? You know, I came home. I'm coming home. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a big deal for me because my brother obviously played football here, and 
Uh, I came to so many games of his, and I got to see him be a Clemson Tiger, and I obviously grow up wanting to be one um, since I'm from this area. So the fact that I'm able to do this, it's it's an unreal thing. So I'm really excited for it. And that's good to hear that you are you're ready to go. I can even tell from your energy that you're ready to kick it off right and oh yeah, definitely. Tiger, get this Tiger team rolling, and with college athletes now being able to kind of monetize themselves with the NIL name, image, and likeness, mm-hmm. I see that you have taken that to the forefront. A uh, couple companies I see you work with iSlide, mm-hmm. custom uh, slip uh, slippers, slide shoes. Um, what was that feeling like being able to kind of get your own custom shoes? That was that was actually wild. Um because obviously the headquarters were in Boston. So I don't think if I was at Boston, if I wasn't at Boston college, I don't even know if that deal happens. So that was a big deal. Um, Cause I got to actually go to the headquarters, actually got to customize my own slides, um, you know, meet with the, um, the CEO and talk to the staff. So that was the experience within itself, being able to go into the headquarters and actually see how everything is made and how everything is produced. So that was an, a, that was an exciting thing for me to go in there and team up with them and be able to build my own custom slides, because that's obviously a rare opportunity and not a lot of people get that chance. So I was blessed enough to do that. Absolutely. And I also, and I, I, I wish I had my own pair. <laughs> just, I, just feel that sense of, I feel like I made it and just walking around with my own shoes. Um, no, nah, man, it's definitely a good feeling for sure. Looking down and see BG on them. Absolutely. <laughs> I also see um, momentum sports and Raymond representation. Are those kind of like the, the NIL opportunities that you got to work with or are continue working with through your time in college? Yeah, those are my um, those are my two agents. Momentum Sports is uh, actually a childhood friend, Lucas Califomo. I grew up going to middle school, high school with him, so he's seen me grow into the person I am today, and I've seen him become a hell of an agent as well. And then Mike Raymond is a guy who I met over Instagram maybe eight nine months ago, um, and he's helped me out tremendously with the whole NIL stuff. He's got me crazy deals with Mercedes, Shop Gold, Insomnia. Like he's 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 hooked me up with some big time deals. So. I have a great, I have two great agents that have done a lot of work for me and I uh, plan on keeping in touch with them and I plan on working with them for the rest of my professional and collegiate career. And have you looked at, has any more brands that you want to work with or are are continuously working with that you want to keep kind of growing in a sense? Yeah, I'm definitely trying to do something long-term with um, Shop Gold. Uh, Shop Gold is a company that I've recently gotten in, um, in contact with um insomnia i really want to do something long term with them i feel like i could be like a face for them and then obviously bojangles is big down south and i'm a big fan of bojangles i talk about it all the time on my social media so um my agent actually just called me yesterday about that so hopefully we'll be able to have something in the works with that soon so um so yeah but i feel like this year the nil stuff should take off for me especially with the second year of nil and everybody kind of knowing what to expect now i should definitely uh, skyrocket hopefully and then you also have your, um, like we talked about earlier, your personal brand. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, how, how, how would you like to kind of push that more to the narrative? Because I've seen in the news, it, it's hard as a student. Because student athlete, we do the job. It's it's twenty four seven. You're in the right. class, you're at practice. You probably don't you don't get home to like midnight, and then you got an eight a.m. or a five a.m. workout. Right. I know, and I know that it's stress. It's a stress. And a lot of the student athletes, it's hard. They mm-hmm. after the first year. So is there any way that you're kind of wanting to push that brand more to the sense of we want to reach out towards getting the mental health that student athletes, even students in general, can have so that they're not they're not kind of being left behind in a sense. You know what I mean? 
No, yeah, definitely. Because the biggest thing is I just want like I experienced, you know, depression, anxiety. I, I went through it all and I went through the worst, but I gained like 60 pounds. Um, I weighed the most I ever did. You know, I lost all my confidence. I had so much self-doubt. So I understand what it's like to go through a hard time and it's OK not to be OK, but it's like it's not OK to stay that way. And that's like the biggest thing I want to emphasize is like everybody's going to go through their hard times, but you can't just kind of just sit there and actually just accept the hard times. Like you have to keep making progress. You have to keep fighting. And obviously it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy, but um, I think the reward is definitely worth it. Absolutely, man. I think just as far as mental health goes, you know, everyone, everyone just needs somebody to just listen. Even if it's for mm -hmm. no, it's, it's good to just listen so that they know that you care. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's sometimes that's all it is. All you gotta do is have a simple conversation with some people, and it can make a world of a difference. Absolutely. And then uh, plans over the summer. I see that you have you got your master's in sports administration. Is that correct? Yes, I, I did that at Boston College. Okay. And then uh, are you continuing to kind of add on to that? You know, before you graduate. Oh uh, well, I got another master's. At, I got another master's. Well, I got my first master's from the College of Charleston in communications in the mass media. So. Uh, so this year, now nah, I'm chilling with school. I'm just going to focus on basketball. I'm going to take some some easy classes and just chill and focus on my game. <laughs> You're taking like the gen ed classes, like, you know, the easy, <laughs> the easy. Yeah, 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 I'm going to take. No, I think I'm actually in the athletic leadership course. I think I'm going to get a certificate, but it's not as strenuous as getting a master's. What's the plan for um, I know you talked about it. You want to kind of continue playing mm -hmm. after after Clemson pro, whether it's right. a overseas G League, anything. It is the goal, is the dream the NBA? The, yeah, the dream is definitely the NBA. Um, I honestly felt like I had a good chance in Charleston before I tore my ACL. Um, you know, I had a lot of people talking about me as an NBA prospect and doing that doing that type of thing. So um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping to be in the NBA. I'd say prove the doubters wrong. You can't you coming back from a torn a tear and then you know tear it up at, at Clemson. No, I'm definitely gonna make it happen. I've been through, I've been through hell and back, so I gotta, I gotta make it happen this year for sure. And then, as far as the rest of your plans for the summer, is it just train, 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 and kind of see what, what the team looks like for next year? I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited. I mean the team, the team is gonna be really, really good. We got a lot of good pieces coming back, um, and we got some new guys coming in too. Uh, but yeah, I think in terms of the summer, we go to France in August, so we'll have like a little foreign tour. So for the summer, we'll be practicing, uh, just getting prepared for that, and just you know, gelling together as a team to. Cause we'll go to France for 10 days. We'll play four professional teams over there and get a little taste of how that is. That'll be fun. Hey. Oh, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be, that's a big reason why I chose Clemson too. I mean, you can't turn out a free foreign tour. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then my last question to you, and I enjoy asking this question is what advice would you give to the next generation of high school hoopers wanting to play at the college level or reach that goal to play professionally? I think the biggest thing nowadays is to not compare yourself to others. I feel like social media is like nowadays, social media is definitely the easiest thing to get on. And you can kind of see people getting offers, people getting interest in this and that. And obviously if you're not getting the same thing, it can kind of be demoralizing and you can lose confidence in yourself. So I think the biggest thing is I would tell the youth is just keep working. You know, don't compare your story to others because my story is completely different. Like I'm a seventh year senior in college. Like I would love to be one and done if I had the choice, but, it just wasn't my it just wasn't my story. So with that being said, I can still achieve my goal. It's obviously a different path than everybody else's. But at the end of the day, man, as long as you can get it done, you can get it done. So I would just say don't compare yourself. Keep working uh, and don't really feed into the hype and just uh, stay humble and just, you know, just try to find yourself.
Absolutely, man. I think that's 100%. I think a lot of the players and even even people in general just need to live by we cannot just compare ourselves to others we have to live our own life oh and, yeah but that's definitely it. that's definitely one of the main things i try i try to tell myself daily even basketball life just don't compare yourself because especially me i think i believe i'm one of one like i'm i'm mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a really 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 rare version obviously i feel like everybody should think that way whenever they approach like life in general because everybody is different everybody has their differences and that's what makes the world the world so i feel like you know, if you're trying to be like somebody else, it kind of just defeats the purpose. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Brevin, for taking the time to come on the show. I wish you the best of luck at Clemson. I wish you the best of luck over the summer training, you know, making sure that you are taking care of yourself, both physically and mentally. I can't wait to tune in next year to see the hype, the Clemson hype. Go Tigers. Yes, sir. Go Tigers, baby. I appreciate you, my guy. No problem, man. We'll be right back with more Hoot Jack, guys. So stay tuned. back guys so i want to thank brevin for taking the time to come on the show i wish him the best of luck i wish him and the clemson tigers all my support for this upcoming season i look forward to seeing what the tigers can do go tigers and now uh uh, i want to take a before we get into our last segment uh and it's a segment that i I do want to kind of touch on and it's been kind of occurring a lot um i want to tell uh give a shout out to our uh, affiliates real quick i want to thank boosted biz for helping us out to get our merch line out there now if you haven't heard of boosted biz they're a great company they get the opportunity for student athletes to uh capitalize on the nil and get their name image brand and like this on the merch such as t-shirts tank tops shorts pants whatever you want and they come up with it's 100% yours they help you out with the logo they help you out with the name and it's free it's free guys you know it's a great brand a great company I hope you guys can come and check it out we have our merch line out there so be sure to check it out as well make sure to support the channel wherever you want share the swag share the love it always helps and also we have our affiliation with Kenichi Bear headphones have you been looking for a new headset that isn't wired or anything like that that still gives you that um, soundproof quality that you want in a pair of headphones whether it's listening to music or even gaming headphones well look no further than Kenichi Bear Hibernation 5s these headphones are a magnificent set of headphones noise canceling headphones that you can listen to music play uh, talk to the squad when you're on the game and there's no wire it's wireless great wireless set of headphones the hibernation fives don't miss out and if you guys want the opportunity to check out these great brands and capitalize on on these purchases head over to our link tree click on the links and show some love show some support i hope you guys take the time to look and kind of segueing into our last topic and heading into our mindful it's more more mindful minutes and our last topic of the day is mental health and seeing a lot of student athletes and athletes and students in general having to go through a lot of mental health, but specifically with student athletes because we work two jobs. Student athlete is two jobs. You're a student and you're an athlete for the school. And looking at the numbers that have happened uh, within the last decade in the United States, suicide is the second leading cause of death. And um, um, sorry, uh, before and before I get to the numbers, this is I want to mention uh, this these 
uh, statistics and facts are coming from the NSCA, which is the National Strength and Conditioning Association, but it's also a part of, you know, getting the athletes healthy, getting the athletes, you know, mental health doing well. Uh, according to the NSCA, in the United States, suicide is the second leading cause of death for 10 to 34-year-olds. And a recent study on suicide at the collegiate level was a retrospective examination on the rate of suicide among NCAA athletes. Over the nine-year study period, 35 cases of suicide were identified from a review of 477 student-athlete deaths during that time over the course of nearly 10 years. Suicide represented 7.3% of all case mortality among student-athletes. Additional noteworthy results from the study were that NCAA male athletes have a significantly higher rate of suicide compared with female athletes, and football athletes appear to be the greatest risk. Now, that could be due to injuries. That could be due to anything going on with their life. I think we do need to take the time to really focus on mental health, not just, in, I mean, general, but student athletes. I mean, students in general, we it's a different time. Back then, you didn't really look at it as mental health as a problem, but I think COVID got a lot of people thinking about mental health, about, you know, not wanting to be by yourself, not having those kinds of thoughts in your head. And I think it taking the time to just talk to somebody, and I think we need to give like counselors, and I know people don't want to talk about their personal lives, but I think it's good to just let it out because holding it all in, it does not help. Holding it to, you know, a degree where you're just angry on the inside, but kind of trying to sh show that you're not, on the out it hurts it hurts it hurts your body it hurts the mind it hurts the soul and i don't want people to have to go through that i think people just need that opportunity to talk to somebody no matter if it's a friend or even a counselor or a friend people just need somebody to talk to people just need that boy that that outlet and mental health has gotten really bad within student athletes over the last few years and it's having a lot of suicide effects in the collegiate level because it's hard student athletes have a, it's a full-time job being a student you know eight to ten hours of the day and being an athlete throughout the week as well with practice and then a game and then games matches throughout the week so and people could say well you only have one season and you can work on the offseason that's true but they're still training student athletes don't stop training if they stopped training they would not make the team you stay have to stay in shape you have to keep that motivation you have to keep that work ethic because a lot of people want to keep progressing with that profession and that job as at the next level some people play football to want to go pro some people play basketball to want to go pro some people want to play golf to go pro it, it's hard on the mental psyche of things and i think we need to just need to take the time to assess really the mental health of student athletes and colleges in general need to have more outlets for student athletes and, athletes and students in general to talk to anybody just make some new friends give those outlets to kids who need it because otherwise the numbers are just going to keep going up and i'm not trying to say that i know what i'm talking about i'm not i'm talking from experience i'm talking from some the facts that i saw but I also just want this to be at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, especially since we've seen a lot of seen in the news student athletes having committed suicide, student athletes passing, student athletes just not getting their voice heard. And I think that's what we need to do to create.
create more of an outlet for that. And that's going to be it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode of the Hoot Jack Podcast Series. I want to thank Brevin Gall- Galloway for taking the time to come on the show. And guys, make sure to check out his brands that he's been working with. When you when you listened earlier, um, his brand, his personal brand, it's okay. And his work with iSlide and eventually Bojangles. I can't wait to see, hear about that. And I would like some to get me some food. But um, make sure to check him out. Make sure to check us out as well. Help support our brand. Help support. Grab some swag. Grab some merch. Get you some headphones. Keep listening to the show. We're continuing to grow. We've grown a lot since. It's almost. It's almost been a year since we've been doing this, and I love it every day. Being able to talk to great people, and it's and speaking and speaking of mental health, it's helped me a lot. It's helped me to talk to people to hear their story, and being able to get an insight of how um, everyone's life is different. And, I, and I'll never forget what Brevin said, and he, he made it a good point. You, you're, you're one of one. What, whatever you make of your life and you, you want to stand out, you're, you're, basic, you're essentially a one of one. You're, you're only, you are the only person of yourself. There's no other duplicate of you out there. Whatever you can make of yourself, stand out, be different, be one of one. Instead of one of like you know a million, be be one of yourself. So thank you guys for tuning in. Keep checking out the show. Keep listening to the show. Keep promoting. Keep helping out. Keep listening. And remember, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling. Peace. <laughs>